What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is May 1st, 2021. That's a Saturday, Joe Biden, in case you're listening. Not a Tuesday, not a Wednesday, it's Saturday. But this podcast is for Friday. It is currently 3.07 a.m. in the morning. Yep. Burning the midnight oil again, as usual. All right, I'm turning this down. Well, I got home about an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half ago, and um, I was out, you know, it's a Friday night, so I was out with my buddies, and uh, guess what happened? I was, <laughs> well, I got yelled at for not wearing a mask. Twice. It happened twice. And I want to tell you that story about it right now. So, you know, I thought this past week, uh, the CDC came out with a, I guess with a statement saying that those who are vaccinated can walk around in public without a mask, right? Now, I'm not double vaxxed. You know, I didn't, I took the Pfizer vaccine, but I didn't take my second shot yet. I'm scheduled to take it maybe in the next couple weeks or so, right? But from what I, what I have read, uh, a single shot of Pfizer gives me an 89% efficacy rate. All right. That means there's an 89% chance that some type of immune response was generated in my body, which is much higher than a single dose of the Johnson and Johnson vax. So this means that it doesn't matter if I took the Johnson and Johnson vax or anything like that. If I did, you know, for one dose of Pfizer is way more effective than one dose of Johnson and Johnson vax, right? So I should be able to walk around freely without a mask because I'm just following literally the science that CDC puts out there, right? But here's the thing. Most of the residents in Hawaii, they're still sheeple. They're still wearing a mask outdoors, even when they're alone, working out, walking a dog, no one's next to them, they're wearing a mask. You know, there's people on a treadmill out there wearing a mask, people jogging with a mask. There's like, I was watching some kids run around the track. They're running around the track panting like they can't breathe because they have a freaking mask on by themselves. There are people playing tennis in the park. That they're singles tennis, by the way. Their partners, maybe 50 feet away from them, 50 feet, maybe even more, and they're wearing a mask. Can you imagine that? How stupid are they? I mean, I swear, that's stupid, right? So, and again, most of the, a lot of people are vaxxed vaxxed already. When when I throw a barbecue barbecue party, 95% of the people in my party actually already had two doses of the vaccine. Right. And these guys are all Trump supporters, by the way. And there's only a few people who are not vaxxed and one of them being me. Right. So the herd immunity is there as well. So, you know, I'm not sure what people's problem is. If you believe in the vaccine and most of these people out there, I believe, have taken the vaccine, you should not fear walking next to someone who didn't take it. All right. And if you took the vaccine, it doesn't mean you can't give it to someone else. If I touch, if someone who has COVID coughs on their hand and then touches, say, the table, and then I come around, touch the table, and then I go ahead and shake someone's hand, I've just transferred COVID to that other person's hand. Anybody can transfer COVID. A table can transfer COVID to someone else. Having a vaccine does not make you, you know, um, uh, I guess, unlikely to, to transfer COVID to another person. You can transfer COVID like anyone else. All right? So... Anyway, even though the CDC came out with their statement and states have been changing their mask mandates um, since, our governor said he's not going to do it. 
Now, our governor said he's not going to do it because he's an idiot, but he did give an excuse for it. Um, he said he would not change the mask mandate because as the mandate stands, it already states that you don't have to wear a mask if you um, can social distance yourself six feet or more from another person. So again, if you're six feet away from another person, you don't need to wear a mask. That is what the mandate says. That's what a lot of people who don't wear masks have been saying. But residents here, even many cops, don't understand that mandate. They think the mask mandate outdoors means you have to wear it all the freaking time. When you're running by yourself, when you're biking by yourself. In fact, when I was biking one time and I saw some people who actually who had a flat tire on the side of the road, I actually had stopped and they told me, instead of asking for help, they said, where's your mask? I said, you know what, screw it. I am just going, I'm letting you suffer there with your flat tire. And I just went because that right there is just stupid, you know? So I was going to give them a ride, you know, maybe help fix their tire. And I would put on my mask, but the first thing out of their mouth was, where the hell is your mask? I'm not going to ride. I'm not going to be a stupid person, ride my bike with a mask, right? I am totally social distance from other people. Because number one, I'm pretty quick on there. And number two, it's freaking biking. We're never very close. We're, we're always at least six feet away. You never want to want to be more than, you know, if you're, if you're really like closer than six feet to another person's face while you bike, you're like doing a blue angel thing. And nobody, you know, flies, rides a bike like a blue angel unless they're like a Tour de France guy, you know, riding in a Peloton. Um, so anyway, uh, my friend, Keith, right, Pitmaster Keith, we're out, we went out for dinner. We're gallivanting around, you know, Ward Center. And we stopped by this lunch wagon that is selling grass-fed beef, you know, sandwiches and all that. And we're kind of saying, okay, well, why don't we go check out this, uh, this lunch wagon there? And we're without our mask. And the lunch wagon guy sticks his head out of there and yells at us. He says, hey, in this area, you're required to wear a mask. And I was, and you know what, Keith and I just said, hey, you know what, we're just going to walk away. But man, inside of me, I just wanted to tell him, that's not the law. You are parked in a public area. This area is not a private area. This area is not controlled by you whatsoever. This area, this parking lot is a public parking lot. That means we don't have to wear a mask. You can, you do not mandate the mask wearing, wearing that happens around your lunch wagon. But this is the mentality of these people here. So, you know what? We're not going to go back to this, this lunch wagon, you know? This is, this is just stupid. It's almost like that lady who was, you know, the waitress outside El Mariachi, you know, who told me to wear a mask when I was like 10 feet away from one guy looking at their menu and then she's on the inside, you know, of, of the restaurant saying, you have to wear a mask. If you're out in public, you have to wear a mask. That's not the law. You know, I wish we had the law like in a, a on a piece of paper or like a laminate, laminated card that I could actually carry carry around in my wallet. When so when people come up to ask me where the hell is your mask, I would show it to them. And I think I told you about the story when I was on the freeway and some driving alone and some lady pulled up next to me, rolled down her window and yelled at me, pulling down her mask, saying, "Where is your mask? Where are your mask?" They want you to wear your mask in your car while you're driving by yourself. That's how crazy people have gotten here in Hawaii. They're freaking nuts. So the second time 
this entire, like, uh, I got yelled at for not wearing a mask, was at over at Jersey Mike's. Now, I like Jersey Mike's. I like their sandwiches. They're pretty expensive, right? So I, I ordered um, the Big Kahuna the big kahuna Philly cheesesteak or something like that. It's a really good tasting Philly cheesesteak sandwich, by the way. It's, I think it's one of the best, the better ones that I've tasted. Um, but anyway, so um, I, order, I order it with a drink and I ask the employee there, is it okay if I, you know, sip on my soda while I'm waiting for my sandwich? And he said, sure, sure, no problem. So I pulled down my mask, sip my soda. And then he says, sir, 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 you need to sip your soda through the mask. I said, really? So how do I do that? And then he says, put on your mask, take a sip, and put it back up. I said, dude, I'm not doing that. That is just dumb. I'll just go outside. He goes, well, if you go outside, you make sure you wear a mask outside. I said, no, dude, that's a public area outside. That's a public, that's public parking, that's a public um, parking lot right there. And he says, oh, oh, but it's the law. You still have to go out there. And his boss, I think, corrected him. He said, no, no, outside, you don't need to wear a mask if you can distance six feet away. So again, these kids, they don't know. They're brainwashed they're brainwashed by i guess other people they're brainwashed thinking that hey if you walk outside in fresh air you have to wear a mask now <laughs> this is where we're at right now this is where we're at the most people don't research into mask wearing whether it's effective or not or whether or not you know it's um you know uh i guess whether or not uh, what the government is telling them is true or not they're not a healthy skeptic. Uh, they just follow. Remember, um, what Fauci says and what other governors always say is that they want you to follow the science. And science is never made to be followed. It's always made to be interpreted. Even till this very day, the theory of relativity, the theory of ev evolution is interpreted, right? There's a lot of people who don't believe, who are scientists who don't believe in the theory of evolution. A lot of people don't believe in the theory of relativity. They still test it and challenge it and say, hey, maybe the fastest particle out there is not the speed of light. It's not light. Maybe there's a faster particle out there and they're spending millions of dollars trying to find a particle that travels faster than the speed of light. Now, again, it's because they're interpreting that maybe the theory of relativity could be wrong. Right? And there's still a lot of things out there, of like the theory of relativity, it doesn't really apply to, to um, superconductors. Now, I don't want to get into that too, but then that's where everything gets kind of convoluted in science. Science is not meant to be followed. It's meant to be criticized. It's meant to be interpreted. And again, to a certain extent, we can follow it. But then again, we have to test it. Now, here's the funny thing about the mask. Before COVID, we all know for a fact that masks were never good if you kept wearing it. I'm talking mask, period. So when you would paint a house, now I painted a lot of houses before you, you spray a house. You do use an N95 mask and you, you always use an N95 mask to spray paint a house, right? Now what happens after you're done spray painting this house? Are you going to reuse this N95 mask out there? Absolutely not because, again, you got paint on top of it. And what happens when you pull that paint mask down off your mouth? There's paint actually all along your mouth. That means there are some particles that actually went in. If the N95 cannot stop paint particles, do you think it can stop COVID? Absolutely not. Now, do you want to reuse that mask again to paint your house again? Inside? Absolutely not because it's completely useless. There's all paint on top of there, right? 
So if COVID is, is there around in the air everywhere to what the government is trying to tell you that COVID is everywhere, it's in the air, it's everywhere, right? So wear your mask when you get outside. Why are we reusing our mask over and over and over again? Don't tell me all of you folks are being really good and washing it every single use. You know, that happens very rarely. Most people just hang that, that mask on top of their rearview mirror on their car. I've seen it, right? Or a lot of them throw it on their dashboard like how I do, and they just wear it for the hell of it. Now, do masks work? I want to know if they work or not. Now, here's something that the government's, they, they actually have this stat out there, which they're not sharing to you. Now, for the fact that they don't share it with you, tells you a lot. Because it's kind of like when a, when a man cheats on his wife, he doesn't want to share exactly what he did that night, right? He has something to hide. And sometimes their silence is louder than anything else, right? So a man who says, oh, yeah, there's nothing to see here. And he tells his wife, oh, no, there's nothing to see here. Stop asking me questions. That means that wife has a reason to be skeptical. And I'm telling you for a fact that you need, you need to be a little skeptical here because here's what the, the CDC and your own state is not telling you. Out of all those people who are infected and they do contact tracing, right? How many of, how many of those people were wearing masks? So, you know, yesterday we had about 100 people. How many of those people were wearing masks? I want to know. Were the majority wearing masks? And when you did the contact tracing, did those people who you contact trace to, were they wearing masks? More than likely, the answer is yes. Because if they were not wearing masks, they would come out and say, out of the 100 infections, 90, uh, 99% of them were all not wearing masks, or 90% were not wearing masks, right? But they're not saying that. So their silence is very, very loud. It means something right? Again, if the mask would work, when they would do this contact tracing, they would scream from the mountaintops and said, oh my God, every single time we do a trace test here, we're finding out that these people are not wearing masks, but they're silent. They're completely silent. They're not saying, hey, wait a minute. What they're saying is that we better not say that these people where we contact traced it, they were all wearing masks. In fact, the people who were wearing masks before, they spread it to someone who's already wearing a mask, but we better not say anything because if we say anything, then people will stop wearing their mask and that's what's happening. So they're, they're not following the science because their science says something else. And by the way, there are many studies in other countries that have proven that mask wearing does not work. It doesn't work whatsoever. Now, the media hides a lot of things from you. The CDC hides a lot of things from you, right? And so does your own Department of Health. Just yesterday, a child had died from COVID here in Hawaii. Now, that's horrible. You know, one death is too many. When a child dies of COVID, that's very sad because that could have been prevented. Now, in the fine print on the last paragraph, they mentioned that uh, this kid had, you know, underlying health conditions. Now, what were those underlying health conditions? Oh, they won't say. Why won't they say? Well, we can't disclose that information. Why won't you tell us? You know, you tell us a lot of other things, right? Why won't you tell us that? So, that, but you are. Why did you hide it on the last paragraph? So here's what the here's what the 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 um here here's what they were saying out in the public today that young kids 
need to take the parents need to take this very seriously because your kid could be a victim like this other kid. No, he, absolutely not. Or maybe he could. If maybe if your kid has that same underlying condition, which we don't know what it is, but if your kid is nice and healthy, he do, he doesn't have to worry about COVID. He'll get COVID and his immune system would fight it so well, he won't even know what happened to him and the immune his immune system would build up natural antibodies, his T-cell memory would be much stronger than a vaccine, right? Right now, we're still, we're still, um, we may still be, I guess, in line to take a, a third shot late, later on down the future because we don't have the natural immunity from a natural infection. Natural infection is the best immunity. If you get naturally infected and you recover, well, you create the right type of antibodies and also T-cell memory, <laughs> this mRNA vaccine here and this Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine here and all the other COVID treatments, they don't create T-cell memory. What do you know, right? Anyway, I'm going to think of something to talk about uh, after I get back from the break, but it's not going to be about masks or anything like that. I have something on my mind that I want to get off, but uh, I'm not sure if I should talk about that, but I'm going to cut the commercial break. I'll come back. And we're going to talk about something cool. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com so that's dream weddings with a s hawaii spelled out dot com all right everyone i'm back what is going on i got something to talk about stupidity in hawaii Oh yeah, there's no shortage of stupidity. Oh boy, am I going to get into trouble. I'm going to have less friends than I had before. People, all my Facebook friends are just going to start dropping like flies. Alright, I'm going to turn this music down. I'm about to get rid of all my friends right now. <laughs> no, they know where I stand. All my friends are cool. The ones who hate me already got rid of me. They already unfriended me. When I came out and said, hey, you know, I'm going to vote for Trump. I like that guy. I like his rhetoric. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a rapist. You know, I don't think he hates Mexicans. I don't think he hates Chinese. Oh, boy, did they drop me like, <laughs> they dropped me like I have no idea what to think of here. They dropped me. They just dropped me. All right. I'm not going to think of some clever metaphor right now, but. Okay, so I lived in Hawaii my entire life, basically. Uh, I had a short stint, you know, trying to make it as a screenwriter up in California. I had my pinky in the door. I had an agent. You know, I had jobs lined up, you know, and uh, and uh, I couldn't make a really good living on it. You know, whenever you, whenever you try to make it as a screenwriter up there, you're always unemployed on a certain level. You can be employed for a short time, and then after that contract ends, you're unemployed again. So everything is a contract, a contract, a contract. And, you know, people who work, I guess, who are gig workers, they kind of understand this. You know, when you work contract to contract and you're working as a screenwriter, these contracts, they don't last one or two years. They last maybe about a couple months. So unless you're working on a television show, 
um, it's really never a fun thing. So working as a professional screenwriter, that's more like a side hustle. When I came back to Hawaii, I got more into producing and then I got, I still wrote my own thing. So I still was a screenwriter, uh, but not a Hollywood screenwriter. I didn't work for, you know, celebrities or anything like that anymore. I did do some things for some big name celebrities up there in California whose names I am not going to actually disclose here on this podcast. Uh, basically because I just don't want any more. I guess investigation going on, right? I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even hold credits that are associated with their names, which is a good thing. Anyway, so with that being said, I want to talk about all the stupidity here in Hawaii. Um, basically today, no, it was, I think, was it today? I think today, uh, the state of Hawaii passed a resolution, which is basically non-binding that declared climate change an existential threat for us. All right, and in this uh, resolution, uh, this one idiot there, I forgot his name, I, j I just read the article, I'm not going to quote him um, directly, but he came out there and said that by 2030, uh, which is nine years from now, that we should basically be carbon neutral and try to get rid of all of our gasoline generators, all of our gasoline cars, and be completely powered by um, EV, you know, electric cars, uh, everything should be electric, get rid of our gas generators and be completely powered by solar and wind turbine and batteries. This guy's an idiot. And he said, this is how we're going to battle climate change. Really? Now, here's the thing. Even if climate change, now, I don't believe in the theory of climate change per se as, as advertised. Because as advertised, they, people believe that CO2 is a driving factor in, in the climate changing. And that if we don't curb our CO2 output, that the climate will change, quote unquote, catastrophically. We're talking end of the world scenarios, right? Movie style end of the world scenarios. I don't believe that. If the climate does change, it will most likely be very slow. And humans, we humans can actually adjust. If the climate does get warmer, and here's the funny thing. I'm not sure why Canada is on this climate change board, or even countries that are northern. You know, say, for example, uh, Russia or China or North Korea or Koreans, right? Or why are, why are they for climate change? Because if, it, if the earth gets warmer, it will make Canada a lot more habitable. You know, right now, <laughs> most of Canada is not habitable because it's just so cold. It's so cold. The more north you go in Canada, the, more, the colder it gets. Like, you know, <laughs> over there in Toronto and Calgary and all that, man, it snows like almost a whole year. It feels like it snows almost a whole year. It, it's great in the summer. Well, it's a, lot, a little humid. But, man, when you're out of summer, I mean, <laughs> going into fall, I think they have summer and then they, they just have winter. And their winter, it feels like it lasts till next April and then you have summer again. And that's in Toronto where most of the people are. And they're trying to live as south as they possibly can to the United States because I feel that they think it's the warmest. So anyway, with that being said, I mean, again, if you live in a cold area, you should be you know, cheering for the whole planet to warm, right? Because then, you know, all of us would just migrate to Canada, right? Even if they're socialists, they'll say, hey, let's go there because it's a lot warmer. And over here in the, in the United States, it's a lot too hot. It's just a little too hot. All right. Anyway. Hawaii's population is about a little over a million people. We're like a little dot on the map. Um, the word Hawaii is bigger than our, than, our, than our entire island chain. So what we do 
in terms of climate change, if we were to if we were to pollute the hell out of our own island, I guess when I say pollute, quote unquote pollute, we're talking about CO2 pollution, right? If we were to have so many cars out there on the road, CO2 polluting and all that, we're not gonna make a dent in the in the in the weather patterns. None whatsoever. Now I, I could understand if we were China. Then I could say, you know what, what we do, you know, we could actually affect the weather patterns, but we're freaking Hawaii. When you ask these people, why, why is Hawaii trying to actually curb its CO2 output? What do they say? Well, we just want to be part of the club. So they, they just want to fit in. They want to follow the science. Again, they use that word. We're following the science. They're following the club. That's what they're actually doing. So what do they want to do? Well, again, get rid of all of our gas power generators, which generates 90% of all of our electricity, by the way. And uh, they don't want to build another generator. Our population, our population is exploding on Oahu, by the way. And we're not generating more electricity. These solar panels, they don't work. All right. They really don't work. If you have a battery on top of them, they're only good for about a couple three couple years, two, three years. It's a lithium ion. How often do you have to change the battery in your cell phone? You know, when you first get your battery, your lithium, your lithium ion battery, it's great. You know, for the first couple years, man, it seems like that battery lasts forever. But eventually, after the third year, fourth year, it can't hold its charge, you know, and eventually by the fifth year you have to change it out. The same thing happens if you have a battery on the side of your house. The same thing happens if you have a battery inside of your EV vehicle, right? Where do you put all of these batteries? You can't just throw them in the trash. You have to put them in some type of special landfill. We're here on this island. Where are you gonna dispose of all of these EV products? If everyone has lithium ion batteries, could you imagine the type of pollution, the chemical pollution that will end up going into our soil? here on Oahu, here on any of the islands. You can't just bury the stuff, right? They haven't thought about that. <laughs> you know, cars will get, Teslas will get abandoned. They don't last forever. In fact, a lot of people have abandoned their first generation Teslas already. They haven't thought about that. Again, when you ask them about that, they say that's not of their concern. They don't care about it. They're not looking that far down the road. Solar panels after the first couple years, well, they also start, you know, they, they stop getting, I guess, they stop uh, becoming efficient after the first couple of years and they start to degrade very quickly. So after five or six years, you have to get a brand new solar power, you know, solar panels. Where are you going to throw the old ones? You just can't throw it in the trash. You can't. You can't just throw it in the landfill. What are you going to do with this? Everyone in Hawaii, all the millions of homes here have solar panels, right? What are you going to do? Where are you going to put it? Where are you going to put it? They never thought about that. Again, they don't want you to think about that. So this is so stupid, right? Now, what are you going to do about the homes that are actually on the shoreline right now? Right now, why are banks, if, the, if there was truly, let me ask, let me, let me say this. If there were truly, if, if climate change was an existential threat that would raise sea levels to a point where that oceanfront property that that millionaire just bought um, it wouldn't be able to get insured. Do you know any climate, I guess, climate, um, climate change insurance out there right now? I don't know of any. I absolutely don't know of any that you can get that are actually required for beachfront property. 
Now, why are banks still issuing out 30-year mortgages on properties that you know may be underwater in 10 or 15 or anything like that or in the, or in the near future? Why are they doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Why is Barack Obama and Al Gore or people like Larry Ellison, who are big climate change advocates, buying beachfront property? Larry Ellison just bought the entire island of Lanai. Well, he did that a while ago. Why is he doing that? If they believe in climate change, where in every single climate change model, Hawaii goes underwater completely. Why is anyone buying any house on Oahu or the Hawaiian Islands if we're going to be underwater in 30 years? It doesn't make any sense. None whatsoever. The banks don't seem to be worried about it. The insurance companies don't seem to be worried about it. About it. The only people who seem to be worried about it are activists. Now, their last 10-year prediction, um, El Gore, I think it was a 20-year prediction, by the way, it never materialized. Never, ever, ever did. In fact, it, it didn't materialize, so they had to rename global warming to climate change. Now, again... This is where we're at right now. This is how stupid we are here in Hawaii. What's going to happen in Hawaii if we actually travel down this route of being carbon neutral? They said in this resolution that they want to, they want to effectively get rid of economic models that contribute to CO2. Well, what is, one, what is one of them? Tourism. They want to get rid of tourism. What is number two? They want to get rid of barbecue restaurants. Hey, that's what I'm doing, right? And what is number three? They want to get rid of cars. They want to get rid of all, I guess, electric, they want to get rid of all gasoline cars, make it completely illegal to own one here. If they get their way, I swear I'm moving out of the state. They just became stupid. They, be, they became completely stupid. And, and here's the other thing. Right now, at the rate we're building homes, and uh, we're actually building this rail right now, a rail, a high, not a high-speed rail, like a, like a light rail, steel-on-steel, old technology that would require a lot of electricity. Uh, one of my clients actually runs one of the big generators here in Hawaii, here on Oahu. And he told me, well, you know, that generator is so old. It, it was, it was, it's actually older than the state of Hawaii. It generates about 90 to 95% of the electricity here on Oahu. They can't use a lot of the electricity that comes in through the, the, um, the, the wind or the solar because it's not stable. He said it's more, than just, it's more than just having energy. It's about creating energy in a stable environment, you know, providing energy to the grid in a very stable manner. For example, you know, there, are peak times and low, there are peak times on certain grids and, are, and are low times on certain grids, right? During, during the daytime, the commercial grid requires a lot of electricity. During um, the nighttime, around 5 o'clock, the residential areas require a lot of electricity, right? Unfortunately, your solar panels that are on your home, that power cannot go, cannot travel to the commercial grid whatsoever, all right? Now, what's good is that you have the battery. If you have a battery on your house, yes, it will charge that battery, but that battery will not be able to run your house for very long unless you actually limit your use, all right? So anyway, with that being said, I asked them, can you actually like turn on the rail, the rail right now with the amount of electricity that we have right now, um, I guess, with our generators? And he said, absolutely not. If you turn on that rail... We're going to have rolling blackouts, 
Now, this was maybe about five years ago. The rail has yet to be turned on. And he said, I'm not sure how they're going to power that thing because we can't handle the amount of electricity that, that that thing needs. That thing is going to suck electricity like you don't believe. And it cannot be wind-powered or solar-powered. So this is, again, how stupid the state of Hawaii is. We built a rail that we basically can't power on. Now, if you want to hear something more stupid, I'm going to talk about this Hawaii, this Honolulu rail transit system right here. So this was back in, uh, let's see here. I'm going to look at my notes here. So back in, I think, early 2000, we were told that, I think 2006 or so, 2005, 2006, we were told that this rail was only going to cost about $4 billion. That's still a lot of money. Uh, what are we looking at right now? Maybe anything from about $10 billion to $12 billion. And we're right now, we're about 2 or $3 billion in the hole. And uh, a lot of companies that we use have basically screwed us over. Um, the construction of the rail has not been right. Um, some of our columns are actually, have, they're actually cracking. The concrete co- columns have, are cracking. Uh, some of the rail lines are not even lined up correctly. How do you like that? When they actually test the rail and push it down the line, it actually falls off the track. Not good news, is it? Right? And right now, we're still billions of dollars in the hole. And they're, to a, they're actually to a point where they're going to suspend construction because we can't pay for it. Now, you want to hear something even worse about this entire thing. We have a politician here, a former Hawaii congresswoman and former chairman of the rail project. Uh, her name is Colleen Hanabusa. And she was just awarded a 924000 con- uh, contract from the Honolulu Authority for Rapid Transportation, that's the, uh, the rail people, to consult on this project. Now, she was already a consultant before. Now she's, a, now she's a consultant again. What would her job be? Well, to try to raise money from the federal government, uh, I guess, to pay for our rail. And they said that, and I'm going to try to find a quote here. Hold on a second here. They said that, uh, um, basically, that they needed, hold on a second. I'm going to, that's the wrong thing. Hold on. They said, that they need to have somebody at the level of Senator Daniel Inouye, who was our former senator who raised a lot of money for us, to make amendments to the general excise tax, or if not Senator Inouye, then it would be have to be the level speaker or the level of the governor or level of the Senate president to fundraise money for the rail project. Now, again, this is again, this is basically a lobbyist. They want Colleen Hanabusa to be a lobbyist. They're going to pay her, a single person, $924,000 to actually lobby on the behalf of the, uh, the Honolulu County to pay for the rail. You can actually pay, um, hire out a lobbyist company for a lot less than that, right? Or pay the same amount and maybe get, you know, 10 people working for you rather than just one. Colleen Hanabusa, I'm not sure how much, you know, pull she has in there, but I don't think it's a lot. And what about our own representatives and our, and our own senators who we have elected to actually rally for money for us. Well, what about that? Here's the funny thing about this rail. Um, they, they came out with a study and said that when it even runs, every year it will be basically $500 million in the hole. So it will always operate at a $500 million deficit. How do you like that? 
So even if we get this completed, which I think would be upwards toward the $20 billion range, every year that it runs will be $500 million in the hole. If you take a look at the state of Hawaii, or not state of Hawaii, um, uh, Honolulu, Oahu, right? Our roads are like crap. I mean, you, I'm not sure how, how anyone can ride a motorcycle in Honor Island, right? In Honolulu. There are just potholes galore. I mean, I think I have to buy a Jeep to actually drive on my roads. It's so, it is so bumpy. The roads are crappy. Our grass is overgrown and there's trash everywhere. You know, all of these environmentalists, all they care about is CO2 and global warming. Our beaches have homeless people on top of them. Our homeless people are chasing out tourists and locals. Our homeless people are making it a lot more dangerous for people to walk on the streets, for locals to walk on the streets. They harass them. People fear, locals fear violent homeless people more than they fear CO2 right now. And there's trash everywhere. There's trash going into the ocean right now. From the homeless people who litter, who camp out on the beach and throw their trash into the ocean. All right? The city and county of Honolulu wants nothing to do with that. They think being an environmentalist has nothing to do with cleaning up the beaches, which are filthy, cleaning up our roadways, which are filthy, and cleaning up the homeless problem, which is filthy. It's filthy. The homeless are causing all this problem and they don't want to touch it. They just want to look way out in the future and think about CO2, CO2, CO2 and climate change. And they want to think about the rail, which is way out, on, way out in the future and think rail, 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 CO2, CO2, CO2. And they don't want to address the problems right now. <laughs> I, have no, I have no idea what to say about it. And the people of Hawaii are so stupid that they vote these idiots in every single election. It happens all the time. You know, we voted in the current governor that we have now. <laughs> he forgot his Twitter password. That's what he said. And this is why he couldn't warn us that the, that a North, uh, I guess a North Korean missile alert that was sent to us via text was actually false and or a mistake. So instead, he made the people of, people of Hawaii panic for about 30 minutes, think that they were going to die. And he knew that he knew for a fact that nothing was going to happen because it was a false, it was a false alarm. He didn't go on the radio, radio. He didn't go on TV. He didn't even. But he said he he couldn't do anything because he lost his Twitter password. That's our governor, and we voted him back in. I didn't vote him back in, but the people of Hawaii did. They think it's good because he's a Democrat. They only voted for him because he's a Democrat, and they voted for him over a Republican governor, I mean, a Republican guy, Duke Iona, who was, a, who was the lieutenant governor um, during a very good time, who, was, who is a conservative and is a Hawaiian, and they, and they didn't vote for him because he has an R next to his name. How do you like that? Anyway, I'm not sure how much longer I can take it here in Hawaii. I, I'm serious about that. Yeah, I'm going to try to start... A, I'm going to try to start my barbecue business, but it would be a travesty to, you know, start it and this so-called resolution out there, because I know they're going to target us because, you know, burning wood and everything like that, that's, you know, carbon, that's carbon emissions up the wazoo, right? Barbecuing is up, you know, really up the wazoo. They're right about that, right? You know, we're going to burn a lot of carbon. 
<laughs> they'll probably even eat at, a, eat at a restaurant, right? But what, what will I say? What do I have to say about that, right? But if they come after us, if they close us down or anything like that, I'll just pack up and leave and say, you know what? I'm moving to a red state. I've had enough of you guys. Enough is enough. I'm out of here. So anyway, people, it's 4.02 a.m. right now. I better uh, get off this podcast. You know, I'm starting to fall asleep right here as I talk. (laughs) That's kind of bad. So I will talk to you later. Um, Watching a lot of movies this weekend, by the way. I did find this gem, which I think I want to do a review on. So uh, stay tuned. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.